This recording is intended to be used as an educational resource for healthcare providers. It is in no way a substitute for the independent decision making and judgment of a qualified healthcare professional. It should not be used to make a diagnosis or to overrule the advice of a qualified healthcare provider, nor should it be used to provide advice for emergency medical treatment. Male Circumcision by Dr. Hip Wen. In this module, we will demonstrate the technique of male circumcision and do the dorsal penile nerve block. Background. Male circumcision is the surgical removal of the foreskin. The procedure is most often elected for religious or personal preferences, but may be indicated for both therapeutic and prophylactic reason. It is the treatment for pathological phimosis, which is the inability of the retracting of the foreskin over the gland, for refractory balanophthysitis, which is inflammation of the gland and prepuce, and for chronic urinary tract infection. Contraindications. Circumcision is contraindicated in children with certain genital structure abnormality, such as hypospadias, which is the misplaced urethral opening, or in children with curvature of the penis, which we also call cordy, or in children with ambiguous genitalia. This is because the foreskin may be needed for reconstructive surgery. Circumcision is also contraindicated in premature infant and in those who are not clinically stable or in good health to withstand surgery. If a child is known to have a family history of a serious bleeding disorder, such as hemophilia, it is recommended that the blood be checked for normal coagulation properties before the procedure is attempted. Anesthesia. When performing surgery on the penis, local anesthesia is highly recommended. When this is performed in the neonatal period, local anesthesia can serve as the principal analgesic. However, in children who are older and undergoing more formal circumcision, Local anesthesia should be performed as an adjunct to general anesthesia. A dorsal penile nerve block is highly effective in providing analgesia for the penis. The penis is innervated by the pudendal nerve, S2, 3, and 4. This nerve eventually divides into the right and left dorsal nerve of the penis. This ner these nerves pass underneath the pubic symphysis to travel just below the buck's fascia to supply sensory innervation to the penis. Local anesthetic is applied to these nerves in order to achieve analgesia. The most effective mechanism to do this is using a dorsal nerve block. This can be performed in two manner, one directly onto the midline or in a paramedian fashion. Both techniques will be demonstrated in this module. Procedure. In this module, we'll demonstrate the technique of freehand circumcision. Alternative method of circumcision, such as using devices like the GOMCO or the Plastibel, is not demonstrated in this module. The patient's penis, perineum, and scrotum is first prepped and draped in the usual sterile fashion. It is important to get the betadine or the antiseptic underneath the foreskin in order to remove the microbial organism. After the penis is prepped and draped, we first perform the penile nerve block.
we will first demonstrate the paramedian approach. Here, the penis is grabbed and gently put on tension. This allows the corporal body to straighten out and avoid, allows the surgeon to avoid accidentally placing the needle directly into the corporal body. The needle is first placed onto the pubic symphysis in the midline. When the bone is encountered, the needle is then lifted up and angled to the side. This allows the delivery of the local anesthetic directly onto the right and left dorsal nerve. As you can see here again, the surgeon is feeling for the pubic symphysis and the needle is then placed directly onto the pubic symphysis. Then, after ensuring that it is on the bone, the needles lift off the bone and angle to the right, then the left side. This allows the anesthetic to be placed directly onto the left and right penile nerve. Again, it should be mentioned that the local anesthetic should not contain epinephrine. This could potentially damage the penis and cause significant ischemia. Approximately 0.5 cc to 1 cc per kilogram of the local anesthesia is usually used. We typically use quarter percent marcaine or 1% lidocaine. We prefer the paramedian approach because it allows anesthetic to be placed onto the nerve in two different locations, minimizing the risk of accidental placement of the local anesthetic directly into a vascular space. After the penile nerve block has been performed, glandular adhesions are carefully taken down and betadine is then liberally applied to the glands. This again helps to remove the microorganism and smegma that accumulate underneath the foreskin. Careful attention should be paid to taking down the penile adhesions, separating the inner prepuce from the glands of the penis. The, these adhesions should taken, be taken all the way down, exposing the corona, which is the ridge at the proximal portion of the glands. Not uncommonly, there's some tethering at the frenulum, which may cause a little bit of glandular tilt. These frenulum adhesions are often taken down in order to make sure the penis is straight when the circumcision is performed. After this is done, an incision is marked circumferentially approximately 8 millimeter to 10 millimeter from the coronal margin. A second incision is also marked on the penile shaft after the foreskin has been pulled back over the head of the penis. It is important to make sure that there's ample skin to cover the penile shaft. This is particularly important on the ventral side. Inadequate amount of skin on the ventral side will cause the penis to curve downward after this circumcision is completed. Again, ample, skill, ample amount of skin should be left, especially on the ventral side, to ensure that the penis is straight after the procedure. After the incision is marked, the incision is made using a sharp knife. The assistant is of a particular importance during this 
time. The assistance will provide tension both on the foreskin and on the glands in order to separate the skin properly. The incision should be made in a shallow manner to prevent accidental injury of structure lying underneath, such as the nerve or the urethra. Again, an incision is made on the penile shaft at the previously marked incision. The assistance, again, is carefully paying attention to the glands of the penis to ensure that the glands are not accidentally cut or injured during this process. After the two circumferential incision is made, snaps are then placed on the edges of the skin to be removed. The snaps will provide tension onto the skin that is to be removed. A scissor is then passed underneath and the circumferential ring of tissue is then cut. Then using electrocautery, this tissue is then gently removed. We utilize electrocautery during this process in order to help decrease the risk of bleeding following the circumcision. However, it should be noted that the glands of the penis should be carefully protected during this time in order to prevent accidental injury of the penis with the electrocauterization. The assistant typically has a hand on the glands at all time to keep it away from the electrocautery. After the excess foreskin has been removed, bleeding is then carefully controlled with cauterization. This is typically done by using pickups to isolate the area of bleeding and then cauterizing it carefully. After all bleeding is carefully controlled, the skin near the coronal margin is reapproximated to the penile shaft skin using interrupted sutures. Typically, we utilize absorbable sutures so that these do not require removal and not leave behind railroad tracks, which often are a source of complaint in our patients or their parents. Suturing is performed circumferentially, ensuring that the edges are well approximated to minimize the risk of bleeding and also allows proper healing of the two edges of the skin. After suturing is completed, a compressive dressing should be placed and again to minimize the risk of bleeding. The bandage should be applied loosely so as to not cause ischemia to the head of the penis. If half a cc of the local anesthetic is used at the beginning of the case, the dorsal penal nerve block can then be repeated. At this time, we will demonstrate the median approach for the dorsal nerve block. Again, the pubic synthesis is identified. The needle is then withdrawn off of the bone 
and then the local anesthetic is delivered directly at the 12 o'clock position, delivering the entire dose in midline in anticipation that the local anesthetic will spread laterally. Again, each time the local anesthetic is administered, the syringe should be aspirated to ensure that we are not in a vascular space. Conclusion Circumcision is the most common procedure performed in pediatric urology. While it is controversial whether there is medical indication for circumcision, regardless, it is performed for personal and religious preferences. The advantages of circumcision has been shown to include decreased risk of HIV transmission, especially in endemic areas such as in Africa and Southeast Asia. It also decreased the risk of some sexually transmitted disease such as HSV, syphilis, and chancroid. However, it does potentially increase the risk of urethral infection, STDs, such as chlamydia and gonorrhea. Circumcision does decrease the risk of penile cancer. However, this may be related to the decreased risk of chronic infection uh, caused by phimosis. Consequently, penile cancer risk may be reduced by simply being able to retract back the foreskin and performing daily foreskin care. Potential complications associated with circumcision include bleeding acutely, potential injury to the glands or the urethra, and infection. While infection is quite rare, the other complication may be very severe and have significant consequences. Potential complication of the dorsal penile nerve block, including bleeding and hematoma, failure to achieve adequate anesthesia, skin sloughing, and infection. But the most serious is the injection of the local anesthetic directly into the vascular space. The local anesthetic, typically lidocaine or bupivacaine, has significant cardiotoxicity and can cause cardiac arrest. Consequently, it is extremely important to ensure that the needle is in, not in a vascular space when injecting. When injecting the local anesthetic during a penile nerve block, the EKG should be monitored for any evidence of arrhythmia, that is, change in the rhythm. The cardiac toxicity can occur very rapidly, and the anesthetist and surgeon should be properly prepared in dealing with such consequences. This recording is a production of Open Pediatrics, a free and open access resource for pediatric clinicians worldwide. For more pediatric care materials or to join our global community, please visit our website at openpediatrics.org.